You're listening to the Social Selling Simplified Podcast. Stick around if you too are obsessed with learning things that actually work and believe that success leaves clues. We're all about identifying results-producing roadmaps and getting super clear on how to scale and grow your online business. From part-timer to president, social selling expert Ashley Shaw will help you connect the dots and take the guesswork out of what works to grow a social selling empire. It's time to hear from social selling legends, listen in on truthful conversations, and learn the best tips and tricks to reduce the marketing overwhelm so you can build the social selling business of your dreams. If you're ready to go all in, no holding back, and build the business you've always wanted, you're in the right place. Here's your host, educator, social selling guru, and fitness industry OG, Ashley Shaw. Welcome to Social Selling Simplified. I'm your host, Ashley Shaw, and we're diving into the 11 tips to stay outrageously consistent and on top of things. I first have to start with admitting that I am not organized. I am somebody that maybe has my head more in the clouds, I guess you could say. I definitely am more of a dreamer. I'm an optimist. I really, I guess, like have never been the type to put a plan to paper to get something done. Like I spend much more time dreaming about something. And in the world of business, they really have two main components of leadership that they talk about. So one is that visionary. That is 100% what I am. I am very, very much visionary in the sense of I really like working on relationships and culture and big ideas and all those things. That is my lane for sure. Then you have people that could be described as more integrator. So an integrator is somebody who really likes the plan. They really like to think about things step by step. They really like to implement what the business needs. You will fall into one of these two categories. And the one thing that I've learned about staying really consistent and on top of things is that if you know you are a visionary like I am, you need a process. And what that means is that you can't just leave it up to chance that things are going to get done. And you really can't just leave it up to your brain to figure it out. The thing with our brains is that we are really like a computer system. So if you have multiple tabs open and you don't have the system for how you process your to-do items and what your priorities are, you will always go back to that default of either one being super overwhelmed. Like I probably have 12 tabs open right now, just being honest, if I'm looking at my computer screen. You may feel overwhelmed when you think about your workload and what you need to do, or you get things done, but you focus on the easiest thing first, and then the bigger priorities don't really get done. I'm not sure which one you are, but this episode will definitely, definitely be helpful for both. I'm going to break this down into 11 really simple tips that I use to stay outrageously consistent and on top of things. And all of this advice is coming from a couple of key places. So I used to work for one of the top 50 best managed companies, a fitness company here in Canada. So I learned a ton of the systems and meetings and things that need to happen each day that I now bake into my 
daily routine. And then I'm also pulling this from being the president of a fitness company uh, back on Vancouver Island. So really having to manage multiple projects, multiple people. And I had a really, really great mentor that I worked with hand in hand that was really great at project management. And he would take me by the hand and really showed me what I needed to do to be successful. And I have to share with you guys, like, this is like a dream come true. But last month, we actually hired him to come on board with the Fitness Leader Institute. So he is still my mentor. And he is somebody that I just have so much respect for. And because I've always struggled with managing tasks and projects and being on top of things, because my mind wanders, he's been a godsend in terms of really getting those systems and processes laid out. I want to start by talking about number one, surrounding yourself with positive people. It's really, really important that your mindset is positive most of the time, because I don't know about you guys, but when I get in a negative headspace, it consumes all of me. Like there's no real space to think about other things or to be creative. And the the problem is when we actually go into that negative space, we are pushing ourselves into this fight or flight response. You cannot be creative in that space. If you are worried about money or having enough time, or you're just caught in this worry anxiety circle, this vicious cycle happening, it will always put you in a place that you cannot be creative. It's really, really important to surround yourself with positive people. Tip number two is that not only do you need to surround yourself with positive people, but you also need to develop a morning startup. What I mean by this is that we tend to just dive into our email, into social media, and all those things when we first start our day. I am so guilty of that. Like, I'm just going to be real with you guys. Like, sometimes I get Coco out of bed, I bring her in bed with us, and I will give her my phone and we'll watch a couple TikToks. You know, honestly, that's what happens sometimes. And you're just left to whatever kind of TikToks you watch. Uh, This is the same as you wake up first thing and look at your phone and you get into social media and then your mood is dependent on that level of self-comparison and everything else that comes with it. This is definitely not the space that you want to start your day. There's two pieces to this. There's a morning ritual, which is like, what are the things that you need to do every day to feel really confident, to feel like your best self? For me, that could be, I need to do a meditation. I need to drink my water. I need to brush my teeth. I need to have my vitamins. I need to take a shower. I need to do my workout. That is my morning routine. So I have figured out, okay, these are the key things. And it's going to take me two hours to do this. That has to come before Coco gets up. You definitely want to have a morning ritual. Mornings are definitely everything. Science shows it. It also shows that you are most liable to say yes in the morning to things. So that's why it's easier when you can get your exercise and everything in before that. That is your morning ritual. Schedule it in and make sure that it happens before the kids get up. The other thing that is definitely important there is development. Now, for me, development is juice. When I am developing myself, 
that is definitely when I feel my most positive. It's when I feel most motivated. It's it's when I feel like I can give back to my audience the best. Having that morning ritual, including development, including all the things that really charge your battery, it's really, really a great way to stay consistent because when we feel good, we do good. And morning rituals definitely, definitely don't skip it. Next, I want to talk about really the startup to your workday. So you may think that, well, like I have a morning ritual, that's my startup. Now I'm talking about something different. So this is tip number three. Your startup is how you start your workday. And the problem is most of us will leave email open all day. We will be consistently checking social media and have that open. It's a distraction for us. Uh, You might use Slack or a project management tool. It just depends where you're at in your business. But this is not a startup routine. (laughs) What a startup routine is, it's getting really clear. Like, what are the key things that I need to do to check my messages, like get back to customers, all those sort of things in the morning? So for me, I have a couple of key things. I need to check my emails and respond so I can clear out my inbox. I need to check Slack. I need to check ClickUp, which is our project management tool. I don't necessarily need to check social media, but I usually do just in case there's something I need to respond to. And then I will also check my calendar. And those are the main things I check each day. Now, when you get really consistent with this, it doesn't take a lot of time. It really takes about 30 minutes for me. So that is my workday startup. And it is a really, really important part of how I get that all out of the way so it's not hanging in my mind that I still need to do that. Now, the other component of the startup is to look at what are your current rocks in your business? We didn't set rocks in the business until the last year. So if you're brand new to this and you're just hearing it for the first time, just know that this is completely normal. Like we were about four years in before we started thinking about rocks and what are the biggest bottlenecks right now to getting us to the next level and how do we chunk those down and focus on them? So in my startup, I include what are the rocks and what are the top three things that I need to do today? This is contrary to having a big old to-do list and a bunch of things that has really not been effective for me because, you know, the to-do list is not necessarily something that will trump those bigger priorities. Like usually your priorities are going to involve things like driving more revenue into your business, cutting down expenses, growing your business, all those sort of things. So I have really done away with a to-do list that starts my day, I definitely, definitely do not use that. It's all about the rocks and being really on top of what needs to happen right now in the business. So then we have something that is called a shutdown. So this is the same thing. I'm going to go through my calendar, look at the next day. I'm going to look at Slack, click up my social media emails, clear it out, and then be done with it so that I'm not waiting and wondering, you know, oh, did I miss anything? And then I'm not in there all day because there's numerous, numerous studies that have shown that your brain cannot really multitask like we think we can, but it actually takes a lot of effort to mentally focus on one thing, switch to another, etc. It's definitely something that you want to be focused when you are doing something and not 
having multiple tabs open, looking at multiple things. So that is tip number three. Hey coach, if you're not getting engagement on your posts and you're not sure why, or you want to find challengers and coaches, but they're not coming to you and you don't know what you're doing wrong, or you want the shortcut to growing your coaching business fast, but feel like there's something keeping you from gaining momentum. My ideal customer cheat sheet is designed specifically for you. I like to call it my secret weapon and you will too. You can post pretty pictures with great captions, but if you're not talking directly to your ideal customer, you won't get what you're looking for. My ideal customer cheat sheet contains a process most coaches have never even heard of, and it will help you get crystal clear on exactly who your ideal customer is and how to talk to them. That's what makes this your new secret weapon to slowing the scroll for immediate engagement. Go check it out at ashleyshaw.ca slash I-C-C-S. That's ashleyshaw.ca slash I-C-C-S. Let's get into tip number four. Find your power hour when you are most productive and it's probably before noon. This is really simple. I just blocked this off in my calendar so that I have a window. Usually it would be from about 1030 to 1230. So we have childcare in the morning, but we spend our mornings with Coco and then our nanny gets here usually about 10 o'clock. So then I will want to get a quick workout in if I've not done that already. But then I know that I work best in the morning before I am tired in the afternoon, depending on what's happened the night before. If Coco was up, if I couldn't sleep, all those sort of things. So there is this golden power hour when you are most productive. And that is where you want to tackle the biggest, most, this is going to take the most of my brain uh, sort of work. And the thing that I've actually found most productive is that I have my regular schedule of podcast episodes or anything, any to-dos that I need to get done. I put it right in my schedule. So when I time block during that power hour, I don't want to leave it just blank and call it power hour. I want to put exactly what I'm doing at that time because my brain is the type that if I do not see what I'm doing during that time, I will not try to think about what is the biggest priority. I just want to get that endorphin rush or that dopamine hit. I think it's a dopamine hit um, versus endorphins. Dopamine hit when you check something off a to-do list, it gives you that dopamine hit, but it doesn't mean it's the best thing for your business. So I need to put those things that I'm actually doing in my schedule. And usually I do it as soon as it's uncovered that needs to get done. I will put it right in my schedule. Then what happens is when I have a look at my schedule, I can tell like it's unrealistic to think I'm going to get that done this week. Looking at all those priorities I already have in my schedule, that time is already taken. Okay, so that is tip number four. Tip number five is to schedule daily time for things you love doing. I am super guilty of this. My cup is freaking full. Like when it comes to, you know, taking care of Coco, and that is more like the morning and evening shift, I will call it. But, you know, she was up till like 1120 last night. She fell asleep, but she just woke back up. So that always competes for that daily time doing something that I love. But it is something that over time, as we build these routines, we can get better and better at this. So maybe it's only five minutes. 
there's the competing priorities, of course, when you're a parent, then you're an entrepreneur, then you have a spouse. Sometimes it does not leave much time for you. I definitely find that when I schedule that daily time for myself, it can be something as simple as taking like a five or 10 minute nap. I'm saying nap in like, (laughs) kind of like air quotes here, because I will put on a meditation. And if I fall asleep, great. If I don't, that's okay too. I think it's really important to have those few minutes for ourselves doing things that make us feel really good and help us to recharge. Now, I'm not saying that this is something that always happens, but I know when I need a recharge, this is the best thing that I can do for myself. The other thing that I really love doing that helps me feel energized is I love Reiki. And anytime I have a Reiki session, it causes some really big like platonic plates in my psyche to move. I feel that's one thing, even though obviously I'm not doing it daily. The Reiki master I see, she only has time to see people about three months in advance. Every time I see her, I book my next appointment, but that's something that I love. I also will schedule things like getting a pedicure. I've had to get some massages, you know, working at a computer. The pain can be real sometimes. So I might not have something, you know, every day that I'm doing, but I really try to add those things in my schedule and not feel guilty when you know, I take an afternoon and I go get a pedicure or something like that. So it really does have to balance out. Sometimes being a parent requires more time and it's just the way it is for that season. But I really try to make sure to have the yin and the yang there and and make sure my cup is full the best that I can. We're going to move into tip number six, tackle the things you like the least first. This is something that, I mean, we hear this all the time when it comes to being productive and staying on top of things. I think the great part about tackling the things you like least is that once you get that off your list, you always feel so good about the rest of what you're focused on for the day. Even if we tweak this a little bit, like maybe it's not always the thing you like least first. Maybe it's more so about like, what is the thing that is going to make the biggest impact in my business today? I find a lot of us can shy away from the sales conversations, the invites, those sort of things. Like maybe it's creating Facebook ads. Those are the lifeblood of your business. So it's like getting comfortable with the uncomfortable. That's why we tackle our workout first thing. That's usually why people do that. It's like, let's eat the frog. Let's get it done. And eventually you start to really love it. Like at first you don't get that dopamine hit when you tackle those things. Then eventually you start to get that dopamine before you exercise when you know it's coming. It's the exact same thing. You just have to build a habit and a pattern around it. It gets easier and easier. The next tip I want to talk about is getting outside every day. With getting outside every day, I'm sure you have heard of the 75 hard challenge. I was telling our nanny today that that was one of the best things that I ever did for myself. It was, you know, the 75 hard is the 75 day challenge where it's no alcohol, two workouts a day, development, eating clean and drinking a ton of water. I'm not sure no cheat meals in there. Yeah, those are the main things. So 
The one thing I really liked about that doing the 75 hard is the getting outside every day. Like it really does make a difference for my mental health to go for a walk or do something outdoors. That's honestly what I did for the 75 hard is I just made sure to go outside and go for a walk every day. And it just feels so good to get outside and break up your day and do something different. I think the other great thing about that is that you don't want to be sitting at your desk for eight hours. Like you need to move your body in different ways. Otherwise you get, you know, these things that happen, like your, your muscles get really tight. And when you're in these chronic positions, you can get all this, this pain that happens. I know firsthand this has, you know, (laughs) it's really been a disruptor for me these last couple of weeks, but it's getting outside every day and making that a priority really helps my body to feel better. Just mentally, I feel better being appreciative of what I'm seeing. The double whammy is getting outside every day, but then also developing yourself at the same time, listening to a podcast, doing something to expand your mind, feed your brain so you can feel really, really, really good. If you're listening to this podcast, you're probably looking for ways to grow a successful online business. Did you know that every successful social seller you've heard of has a plan they follow for posting on social media? Most of us don't have time or mental energy to devote to coming up with valuable, engaging, and entertaining content for our social media every single day. You need a strategy, and that's where my team comes in. Professional copywriters spend hours putting together a whole month's worth of posting templates intended for you to tweak and customize. These posts are designed to allow you to attract your ideal customers by adding real value to their daily lives and letting them get to know you. Picture having your monthly social media plan all laid out for you. Here's the most exciting part. In the past, our done-for-you plans have been geared towards health and fitness coaches. For November, our posting plan called Double Your Downline is designed for any network marketer. Go check it out at ashleyshaw.ca slash double your downline. Having a roadmap to guide you through each day's post saves hours of effort and guesswork. Give it a shot at ashleyshaw.ca slash double your downline. Tip number eight. This may sound so obvious, but to some people, it really isn't. I find that the more that I am on track with my eating, like the more vegetables I'm getting, the more lean proteins, the more variety of fruits and vegetables, I notice it in how I feel every day. And so it definitely helps me stay consistent and on top of things when I don't have that energy slump in the middle of the day. It is absolutely a part of being productive. And we've gotten into a really, really good rhythm with this where we order Instacart, which is a grocery delivery service, and we plan out meals three days at a time. No trying to plan seven, like how many things of lettuce would have gone bad in your fridge if that was the case? That's what we were always finding. So we only order three days in advance, but our meals are figured out and we just follow that schedule. So we always have the opportunity to eat. We do a salad and then a grain bowl for dinner. We've been doing this now for about five or six weeks where we found this amazing cookbook. It's called Mandy's. I think it's called Gourmet Salads. And it's been a game changer. Like, you know, the cravings, all that stuff is gone. And I know I'm preaching to the choir 
you guys all know about the benefits of nutrition, but I definitely, definitely notice a huge difference when I am consuming things that aren't great for me versus when I'm really, really sticking to a good balanced meal plan and I'm actually like 100% in. That is a really, really important part for me, staying outrageously consistent and my performance being at its peak. My nutrition has to be on point. Tip number nine, delegate as much as you're able to. We have a little rule on our leadership team. And if you can hand something off and someone can do it 90% as well as you can, do it. Hand it off. Because the thing is, when you're building a business, there are so many things that need to be done. I don't have to tell you guys that. You guys know that. I've been recently involved in creating a new business. I have a business partner and we've been working on a new venture together. And for me to think that I am going to take on every aspect of that is crazy. Like one, it's just going to delay how long it takes to get this business, this other business off the ground. But two, these things are not usually in my desire zone. I only want to take on things that are in my desire zone because you have your desire zone, you have a drudgery zone, you have a disinterest, and you also have a distraction zone. I really truly think that anything that does not fall into your desire zone should be delegated. And there's a super easy way to do this where you can use a, depends what you're using. I mean, you could use something called Loom, which is 10 bucks a month. You could also use, if you use ClickUp, there's ways to record video in there or Slack. Also ways to record video in there. But what I love about a tool like that is that you find yourself doing something that you're like, hmm, I could probably have a VA, like a virtual assistant do this. I'm just going to record this and walk through it while I'm doing it. And then I'm going to hand it off and never have to do it again. Delegating will set you free. Make sure that you value your time. Like if you can pay a VA to do it for a certain price, I hope that you believe your time can be worth more when you're doing sales focused things. You should be willing to pay yourself, for example, $100 an hour to figure out your funnel or to be creating whatever it may be that's needed for your business, like your inviting scripts or to actually be doing the inviting. Those are all $100 an hour tasks. So when you put yourself constantly in a position that you're just taking on administration tasks, instead of paying yourself $100 an hour, you're really only paying yourself whatever that is worth. And that could be five bucks an hour or whatever, right? It's really important to delegate and only focus on the tasks that are desired, but also have a return on investment in your business. The next tip I have for you is to remember that performance should never come at the expense of physical or emotional health. Perfection is not a realistic goal. The reason that this is so important is if we don't take care of ourselves physically or emotionally, we're never going to be able to be on top of things. That's why my suggestion is always to have your top three, not an unending to-do list of things that need to get done. Figure out what are those top three things that you need to get done and work on those things. Don't allow yourself to just work 
all the time without intention. Been there, done that, done those things before, and really put my own physical and emotional health at risk. That always ended up taking more time to dig myself out versus thinking like everything is urgent. That's how I definitely used to operate. Everything is urgent. And I was working a nine to five job as well as working, you know, before work and after work. The difference was at that time when I was doing that, I was working out and really taking good care of myself physically. I was eating really well and we didn't have any kids. I was living in British Columbia at the time. It was easier for me to juggle. If I were to try to do that now, that would be a little bit crazy and it would probably make me go crazy. It's really remembering, being realistic with yourself, what you're capable of, where you're currently at. Some days are different than others. Like just be compassionate with yourself and know that it's just about not giving up. That's what this really is about. It's about not giving up and just continuing to move that ball forward or that baton forward each and every day. Okay, we're moving into tip number 10. Whenever you have a project to work on, I want you to think about breaking down that into goals and into smaller pieces. Sometimes it's easy to say, oh, I need to just sell more. (laughs) I want to grow my business. Really thinking about what are the roadblocks that are holding you back from that right now and getting a big brainstormed list going where there's no bad ideas. That is always the first step to breaking down a overarching task or rock and making it more realistic. Because what I always found is that with working with my mentor, Jeff, When I would look at something, at first I thought, oh, this is so easy. I could have it done by Friday. But when we actually would brainstorm and go through all the potential challenges that were potentially in the way, it was like, oh, wait, no, this is probably more realistic to be done next month with all these like little mini projects in between. So definitely break down those bigger overarching goals, or we would call them rocks, Break them into smaller chunks and then put timelines on those smaller pieces. This is just going to help you keep your sanity, keep the ball moving forward, but not at the expense of, oh, I'm just going to cram this all into this time frame. You want to do a good job when you're taking on a project or task. And it can be really, really impactful to break that down into smaller goals, set smaller due dates so that the overarching project gets done in a reasonable time frame. All right, we are on to tip number 11. This is all about the difference a project management tool can make. In the past, I had no systems around thinking about what needed to be done and how I would organize the work. I honestly just used to go back and forth in Messenger with my first hire, who was my VA, Katrina. And we used to just go back and forth with like, this needs to be done, this needs to be done, blah, blah, blah. No idea with what the highest priorities were. It was a very confusing time, right? Because I was just throwing all this stuff at her. Then I got better at understanding that everything we're working on is really a project, or it should be, right? Like then you have some teeth behind what you're focusing on instead of just focusing on everything. 
you pick what are my top five most important projects right now? And how can we be moving this project along? I used Asana for a while. Asana was great, like no complaints there. But now we use a project management tool called ClickUp. And it is for organizational junkies, that of which I am not, but it's pretty darn intuitive. It's super cool to be able to plan out your project and then it can have subtasks. You can track your time. You can set due dates. I can go in and have a look at, oh, what are the things that are due for me today? It really takes the guesswork out of trying to figure out exactly where you should focus your time. And it really, really has been a game changer in terms of me staying on top of things. Now, I hate to say that I'm never, ever going to be outrageously consistent on top of things. I am getting better. I am so much better than I have ever been in the past. But it's because of all these things I've learned over the years that have made it easier and easier to tackle the day-to-day things and the things that are most important priority to get done. I really appreciate your time today. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the 11 tips to stay outrageously consistent and on top of things. I hope it was helpful. I hope there are a few things on this list that you're going to try and you're going to report back and let me know how it's going. You can definitely send me a message on Instagram at the Ashley Shaw, or you can drop it into our Facebook group, which is called Business Bootcamp for Fitness Coaches. That is where all the best discussions happen. Ask us your questions. Let us know what you're struggling with so that we can help you. Thank you so much for listening to Social Selling Simplified, and we'll see you next time. Thanks for taking the time to level up today. If you're ready to commit to personal and professional growth, move forward, make money, and grow your health and fitness business, head to my free community on Facebook, Business Bootcamp for Fitness Coaches, so I can support you every step along the way. Thank you so much for tuning in today and we'll see you right back here next week on Social Selling Simplified.